This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of December 7, 2020. In this week's episode, I'll discuss five MMWR COVID-19 reports. One report outlines a combination of 10 actions that individuals, families, and communities can take to save lives and speed up community and economic recovery. The second report describes how Head Start programs successfully implemented CDC COVID-19 guidance for childcare programs that offer in-person learning. The third report details data from July 2020 surveys on parental attitudes about school reopening. The fourth report looks at trends in emergency department visits related to child abuse and neglect. The final report shows how the COVID-19-associated death rate among adults who are American Indian or Alaska Native are higher than that of non-Hispanic white adults. Currently, the COVID-19 pandemic is widespread and increasing across the nation. About half of transmission is from people who had no symptoms at the time. While no single strategy can stop the pandemic, using a combination of evidence-based strategies is critical to slowing the spread and controlling COVID-19. By using what we already know, we can save lives, fuel economic recovery, and restore community life. Implementing 10 public health strategies at both the individual and community level is essential. These include 1. Universal face mask use. 2. Staying at least 6 feet apart from others outside the household and limiting contacts. 3. Avoiding non-essential indoor spaces and crowded outdoor settings and gatherings. 4. Increased testing to rapidly identify and isolate infected people. 5. Prompt identification, quarantine, and testing of close contacts of people with COVID-19. 6. Safeguarding those most at risk for severe illness or death. 7. Protecting essential workers. 8. Postponing travel. 9. Increasing room air ventilation and enhancing hand washing and environmental disinfection. And 10. Vaccinating widely when available. We all can do our part by wearing masks, staying six feet apart from others, and avoiding indoor spaces and crowded outdoor settings. Communities can put policies in place to increase access to testing, protect healthcare workers and people at risk for severe illness, and plan for widespread vaccination. Taking immediate action and following these preventive strategies will be critical to keep businesses, the healthcare system, and schools open and fully functioning. While there are many benefits of childcare programs, COVID-19 has spread in childcare facilities. Another report describes how Head Start and early Head Start programs implemented recommended 
prevention measures to help limit spread of COVID-19. These programs promote early learning and healthy development for children five years old and younger, whose families meet federal poverty guidelines. After states required schools to close or transition to virtual learning in response to the pandemic, Head Start gave all open programs the flexibility to use CARES Act funds to implement CDC-recommended guidance and other innovative approaches to limit the spread of COVID-19. Guidance included information on masks, personal protective equipment, physical setup, supplies necessary for maintaining healthy environments and operations, and the need for additional staff members to ensure small class sizes. CDC evaluated Head Start programs during September to October 2020. They found that facilities successfully implemented guidance along with other innovative measures. This allowed programs to continue offering in-person learning during the pandemic. Strategies included wearing a mask, keeping class sizes small, flexible working arrangements, and sick leave for staff. These could be applied to other early care and education settings to remain open for in-person learning and reduce COVID-19 spread. Understanding parental attitudes and concerns related to school reopening is critical to inform public communication and messaging during the pandemic. Authors of a new MMWR studied parental attitudes and concerns about school reopening for fall classes using survey data categorized by race and ethnicity. This report looked at data from three online national surveys during July 2020. Participants were 858 parents of children in kindergarten through grade 12 living in their home. The survey found that parents from racial and ethnic minority groups were more concerned about some aspects of school reopening than white parents, such as compliance with prevention measures, safety, and their child contracting or bringing home COVID-19. Families' concerns also highlight the need for flexible education plans and equitable resources to reduce negative impacts on youth education. Heightened stress, school closures, loss of income, and social isolation resulting from the pandemic have increased the risk for child abuse and neglect. The pandemic has also disrupted the process of official reporting of suspected child abuse and neglect due to decreased in-person contact between children and teachers. To assess the impact on potential victims, a new report describes emergency department visits from January 2019 to September 2020. During this time, there were a stable number of hospitalizations related to child abuse and neglect, suggesting that severe injuries did not decrease during the pandemic. Child abuse is preventable. Strengthening household economic supports and creating family-friendly work policies can reduce stress during difficult times and increase children's opportunities to thrive in safe, stable, and nurturing relationships and environments. People who are American Indian or Alaskan Natives have experienced increased illness and death from COVID-19 compared with non-Hispanic white people. 
authors of a new MMWR collected data on confirmed COVID-19 deaths that occurred during January through June 2020 from 14 participating states. They found the death rate from COVID-19 among American Indian or Alaska Native people was almost twice that among non-Hispanic white people. Barriers including access to health care, education, employment, socioeconomic factors, and insurance coverage contribute to health disparities that put indigenous peoples at higher risk for severe illness and death. Public health agencies should engage with American Indian or Alaskan Native people through tribal consultations and confer with American Indian or Alaskan Native communities in urban areas to improve health outcomes. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.